Week three, waiver wire show. This is where it gets pretty interesting because a lot of you have some fab to drop and you're kind of panicking on, will this be the last round of players that really can impact your fantasy football outcome? Is it time to pay up on a guy like Garrett Wilson or Rashad White, a Chris Olave? Is Tua available in your league? Do you need a quarterback? Have you lost Dak Prescott or Trey Lance? Do you need somebody pretty badly and Davis Mills is sitting there? We're breaking down all of those players and more and ranking them on my confidence scale. That's right. How I roll with waiver wire content is I tell you, what is my confidence level that player, let's say Garrett Wilson, is the best pickup of the year? Is it a 9 out of 10, an 8.5 out of 10, a 10 out of 10? We're going to break that down in more. I think I just gave away the top pickup for week number three, Garrett Wilson. We're breaking all of it down in more, the Fantasy Football Show. Yeah, it begins right now. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Pretty obvious that Garrett Wilson's my top pickup of the week. Is he the top pickup of the year? I don't know if I'd say that, but I think he's definitely going to be in contention because every week we move forward, you do run the risk of maybe the waiver wire pool not being as as rich and, and fulfilling. However, we've seen the best pickup of the year happen in week five, six, seven, eight. It's happened before downstream. A guy like Tyler Algier who's kind of on this list, or Rashad White, who's on this list, could become the number one pickup of the year in week number four or five when he's still on waivers in a lot of cases. But for right now, Garrett Wilson's in prime position to be potentially the pickup of the year, as could Jordan Mason, who we're going to talk about in a minute, as could Rashad White, Chris Olave, Tua, if he's available there in your league and you need a quarterback. But Garrett Wilson has the, the volume. He has the talent. Now, his quarterback situation could change really soon when Zach Wilson gets back in the lineup if Zach Wilson gets back in the lineup, probably will. What happens to, to Garrett Wilson's target share and the dynamic there, we don't know. But coming off a 14 target, 8 reception, 102 yardage, and 2 TD game, I think it's pretty safe to say that, that Garrett Wilson's looking at really elite wide receiver 3 numbers going forward. And the interesting part is that he only commanded 61% of the snaps in Week 2. The fact that Wilson can still improve in, in, in percentage of, of snaps, is that's great news. A lot of wiggle room there if you know Wilson comes in and there's some kind a potential uh, struggle to get him the ball as much. The increased snaps could, could account for that. But Smitty, how much fab do I drop on him? Well, give me an exact number. Per usual, I can't give you that number, Bob, because your league's different than my league, and everybody's league's different than everybody else's league. Bottom line is I don't know your historical trending in your league. I've got a league where you have to drop $100 out of 100 every single time you want a player. And while that might sound crazy to you, think about it. There's 12 people in a league. If everybody's doing that every week, I mean, that could last until week five, six, or seven when all the players dry up and then everybody's grabbing free guys together with no money left. I mean, it makes sense. It's all about the market. You've got to know your own league. If in your league, nobody drops more than 20% on a player, then you know the answer to that. All I can tell you is give you a confidence grade. One out of 10, 10 being the highest, that Garrett Wilson is the best pickup of the year. What's my confidence rating? That'll help guide you into saying, okay, well, Smitty says he's a nine and a half out of 10 or an eight out of 10 or a... 5 out of 10, I know that I should look at that historical trending of fab droppage and apply it toward like the aggressiveness of trying to get this guy. If like 40% is required in your fab historical data, the trending to get a guy, then maybe you go 50-55 if I love that guy. Example, last year, coming out of week one, I dropped a 9.5 out of 10 on my confidence scale for Eli Mitchell being the best pickup of the year, and he was the best pickup of the year. Garrett Wilson feels like 
a near nine. Uh, dare I say like 8.9. Only because I want to leave room for that one running back, that one player that can literally come in and, and win you a league. I think Garrett Wilson, I don't know if I'll call him a league winner. He can assist you. He might close that gap between you and the team in front of you. And he can assist you in winning a league. But I don't think I could give him a, a full nine because I'm saving that for a player that it's like, you're going to win your league because of this guy. You're going to win your league. Mitchell had that feel. If Rashad White isn't picked up this week, if Tyler Algier isn't picked up this week in your league, these guys going into the starting lineup, meaning there's an injury to Fournette, there's an injury to Cordero Patterson, or some change that makes it evident that this running back's in there to start for their team, that usually will get you a 9 or a 9.5 or a 10 out of 10. I've never given a 10 out of 10 confidence-wise. It will be interesting if we do ever find that player. I imagine Rashad White would get a 10 out of 10 or at least a 9.8 or 9.7 out of 10 if Fournette went down like today and Rashad White could be grabbed. I do think the pickup of the year is going to be in the coming weeks. I don't think it will be Garrett Wilson right here. I put him at an 8.9. He's very, very good, but I think it will be one of these running backs that we keep kind of letting sit out there on waivers in a lot of leagues because we're not sure what's going to really happen. Brian Robinson could be one. Algier could be one. Rashad White could be one. And they've danced in and out of lineups uh, throughout the last couple weeks because people aren't aren't sure if they should keep holding Rashad White. Should I let him go and monitor him? And it's all understandable, the in and out of your lineup going on your roster, dropping the waivers because of, of your, your bench and how, how many players you can hold on your team. Every team's different. Garrett Wilson is number one. I would say Tua, if you need a quarterback, if you lost Trey Lance, you lost Dak, you're struggling really bad at quarterback. Tua Tagovailoa, he could be the number one or two in your league, depending on what you need. So I'm going to put him in between one and two with a caveat that, you know, of course, if you don't need quarterback at all, that you're, you're going to bypass him and go for like the next best player after Garrett Wilson, which in my mind is probably Chris Olave because Chris Olave is getting elite target share. He's getting those deep targets, 14 targets, I believe, so far this year. And his depth of target is so deep. This guy's getting big play potential tosses thrown his way. Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson have become absolute locks as wide receiver threes in fantasy football go forward. And they certainly have wide receiver two in fantasy appeal going forward. Both of them have kind of shaky QB situations for the long term, so I do worry about that, and that's why they don't rank like 9 or 10 out of 10 on the confidence scale for being the best pickups of the year, but they're certainly amazing grabs, and people that are struggling at wide receiver 3, these are the answers if they're on waivers. Rashad White floats around the 2 to 3 range for the best pickup of the week entering week 3. He has a lot of upside. Fournette's already banged up, struggling with the hamstring. Leonard Fournette has missed like one-fourth of his recent games in the in the past couple years. So Fournette's a near locker, almost a certainty to miss like a significant amount of time. And he's getting older, so all that added together, coming in overweight, trying to trim all that weight down hard on the body that's when you get a lot of soft tissue injuries when you're forcing your body to to drop that weight at, at an older age too you don't respond as well he's a high likelihood of getting hurt so Rashad White floats around that two to three uh top pickup of the week if you need a running back and you don't need wide receivers or quarterbacks at all he could be the number one overall pickup of the week and I didn't put Tua on the scale I'd say Tua's around the the eight overall for being one of the best pickups of the year if you need a quarterback if you need a wide receiver I think a lot of is around seven and a half to eight. The crazy part is we rank Rashad White at 
around the two to three spot, but he has the potential. I'm telling you the potential to be the nine or nine and a half on the confidence scale of being the best pickup of the year if he gets into the lineup because he's not in the lineup right now. He's ranking around seven and a half to eight, but I've had him on my list each and every week. He's hard to add in some leagues because you have small benches and he's not there yet. And some of you picked him up in week one because he was my number one pickup of week one coming out of week one, but you had to let him go because your benches are tiny and you don't know what to do. I understand and I get it, but you need to keep monitoring this guy. And he remains my favorite player on this list, even though we can't really put him one because of opportunity. But I'm telling you, he and Brian Robinson have the most upside out of everybody on this list to become the top pickup of 2022. And that leads me to put Brian Robinson right here as well. Both Rashad White and Brian Robinson have the potential to be 9 out of 10 on the confidence scale of being the best pickup of the year. They have a little more upside than these guys. If they get their opportunity, their opportunity is not there yet. Therefore, they can't rank at 9 out of 10 right now. But being preemptive, I'm telling you, if you've got room, stash Brian Robinson and Rashad White. Rashad White in, in like college football history is up there with one of the top uh, target share percentages of his offense. Like He, he is a, an absolute target machine. That's why I think if you put him in an offense where Tom Brady and the Bucks are using Leonard Fournette at like an 80% or more target share and volume consumption percentage. If you put Rashad White in that same environment where he's proven in college to be one of the best ever in terms of target share percentages and scooping up uh, a guaranteed amount of work from his offense, he would thrive. He's a big boy. He's a big version of Alvin Kamara and he's the most capable running back or player on this entire list of being a league winner, which is why he would rank 9 to 9.5 if Fournette went down. Maybe even 10. He might be our first 10 out of 10 if Fournette goes down. And I guarantee you he remains on this list for next week and the next week until he does get an opportunity if or when he does get an opportunity because people can't afford to hold players that aren't getting volume or work and he's not getting volume or work yet. Same thing goes for Brian Robinson who's been on IR but he's at practice. He's looking quick. He's looking good. He's doing foot drills. He looks phenomenal actually and I think that the buzz is going to kick in really quickly for him. He's eventually going to get a shot to start games for the Washington Commanders. I really believe that. And he might shine. He might be the comeback story. Everybody's going to be talking about it. I think Rashad White and Brian Robinson low-key are the best pickups on this entire list for week number number three because they have the potential to be the highest scoring confidence level players on this list if push comes to shove, if getting opportunity. But what you need positionally is going to matter what what you grab here. Jordan Mason needs to be put on this list because now Ty Davis- Price, who's the backup to Jeff Wilson, and I don't think Jeff Wilson keeps the job. Historically, he keeps getting hurt every year. He can't possibly stay healthy, in my mind. On one of the most injury-prone teams in the league, especially with the running back room, Jordan Mason's eventually going to start games, and he could become a 9 out of 10 or a 9.5 out of 10 on the confidence scale of being the best pickup of the year if and when he gets his opportunity. So he needs to rank really high on this list. As you can tell, I'm not picking five guys. A lot of these guys are tying and shit. The, the roles because they're all so very close. But you kind of get a, a, a sense of where they fall on my on my ranking as I jam them all together. Pacheco's got that upside if he gets in there. I mean, look at Clyde right now scoring touchdowns. They're using the running back. They lost Tyreek Hill, but they still survive because they're distributing the ball all over and leaning on the run. Tyler Algier, we've been talking about him for months and months, and 
a, a disappointing scratch from week number one. Not activated, but maybe his time is coming. We need to keep an eye on him. Davis Mills, if you lost a quarterback like we talked about earlier, he is a good quarterback. He scored zero touchdowns in week number two. But he scored two TDs pretty much on the regular last year and in week one. I think he's a great grab of a very undervalued quarterback. With James Conner hurt, you got Daryl Williams, who looked pretty darn good. Eno Benjamin, I like a lot, but it looks like Daryl Williams could be in better position than than Eno Benjamin. But both of them probably need to be looked at if they're going to become the starter of that Cardinals uh, running back room. But it's important to note that Daryl Williams was inactive in week one. Benjamin was the guy, the, the clear backup. And then in week two, Daryl Williams was, so it's tough to really know. It looks like Daryl Williams got, I think, all of the, the goal line work. I believe eight carries, so that's important work. I think that indicates that Daryl's in line for more work in week three than Eno, but you never know, so you need to monitor both. Isaiah likely still looking very likely of, of being relevant. They're using him a ton, and that could only continue. So I love the look of Isaiah likely on on your bench as your second tight end, kind of developing. And then if you you have to cut him, you have to cut him. If he if he turns into something amazing, he's on your bench and ready to go. Curtis Samuel keeps delivering. Everyone thinks I don't love Curtis Samuel. I like Curtis Samuel. I just think everyone needs to be careful with the fact that they have three wide receivers there. He is third on the pecking order, but he's being used like the number one at times. So he needs to be considered as a wide receiver three lock going forward. So if you need a wide receiver and he's still available, grab him, put him in your wide receiver three spot. But I do consider selling high because people are very, very high on him. Logan Thomas is a good tight end. I'm going to start ranking these guys over on this side. Logan Thomas is a good tight end grab for uh, the coming week if you're struggling at the tight end position. KJ Hamler with the injury to Judy could become relevant in, in Denver. That's a good uh, good wide receiver to grab. I think if you need a, a tight end, Gesicki's also a good option. Mostert could get some work at the running back position. Might actually be the starter now in, in Miami. We don't really know what's going on there but you know Miami Mike comes from San Francisco bringing Mostert over so he clearly loves him and I think he'll give him an opportunity as long as he stays healthy I think Noah Brown for the Dallas Cowboys needs to be looked at if you need a wide receiver Uh, Doolin needs to be grabbed if you need a wide receiver Sterling Shepard looks like he's going to get some some volume and targets although I I don't trust him very much Joshua Palmer grabbed a touchdown last week and could be uh, you know up for some more work in week number three if Keenan Allen's still banged up. Jacoby Myers getting targets in. I hate to even put him on the list because it makes me angry how Kyle Shanahan ruined Trey Lance. But Jimmy G, if you need a quarterback, he's he's relevant. He's just not a top 12 fantasy quarterback. So if you're starting him, you're kind of in trouble anyway. Uh, Malik Willis is, is a guy I need to add on this list. Malik Willis could actually be ranked up here at the top of this list if you need a quarterback. And you can wait a week or two or wait till this kind of plays out. But he could be a very, very nice find for people that got in a bind at quarterback. And in Superflex, he might go to the very top of this list if you're playing in Superflex. That's my week number three ad show the players to add walking into week number three if i missed anybody put in the comments we'll kick it around but in general looking at the percentages of availability in most leagues these are the guys to go target and look at now if kenneth walker gets dropped in your league like he's number one go grab him right now if kyle pitts got dropped in your league because people don't know what they're doing obviously you're gonna grab that player my buy lows and sell highs my panic chamber those videos are coming kyle pitts will certainly be on the buy low list as will a bunch of other guys that 
that we like that are undervalued right now. Don't panic. Remember that if you struggled in week number two, everybody struggled in week two. So if you struggled in week one and two, keep in mind that it's just really week one. Everybody else struggled in week two. People had teams that were bad all over the place. If you play in at least two or three or four leagues, you you at least had one or two flop performances from one or two of your teams. If you didn't, you had the right balance of the right players at the right time. So relax and understand that it's CMC, Eckler, Najee, Jamar, Chase, Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, Barkley. So many big name players busted in week two. Keep calm. We'll try and guide you through the storm the best we can. And the buy lows, the sell highs, the trade ideas, all that stuff is coming. I appreciate all of you. For more guidance and, and articles and bold predictions and rankings, weekly rankings, uh, go forward rankings for trading, trade calculators, and most importantly, one-on-one text advice, go to the fantasy football show.com the fantasy football show.com and get your membership there we've got lifetime memberships we've got just text line memberships whatever you want get on over to the fantasy football show.com and i will see you at 7 p.m eastern like always because i'm live monday through friday at 7 p.m eastern now get out of here this is the fantasy football show with your host smitty